welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Okay, just a couple of quick announcements. So I read this weekday news newsletter called The Skim, and they talked about something interesting this week. Okay, so here we go. What's got the... This is the third time I've tried to read it, you guys. (laughs) So I'm just going to... What's got gut health top of mind? The FDA. Yesterday, the agency approved a first-of-its-kind pill that's made from bacteria found in human waste. Yep, that kind. The drug is to treat C. diff, which is a gut infection that can be deadly. Now health experts hope this new drug will make it easier to treat patients who are at risk of reinfection. So to me... This sounds like fecal microbiota transplant in the form of a pill. That's exactly what it sounds like. And again, it's just for those who have C. diff, but hopefully this is opening new doors in the U.S. to possibly getting FMT down the line. So let's all keep our fingers crossed and see what happens. This summer, I will be taking breaks from this podcast just because I realized I looked at my schedule and from June to August, I already have something like one conference, three workshops. I would like to get away at some point. And then I have a friend coming from Australia, so she'll be here. And then it's just going to be really busy. And then I heard back from an agent and she gave me really amazing feedback on my book, but she wants me to revise it and resubmit it. So I have to do that as well, which I'm happy about, but that's going to take up time. So just as summer is going to be nonstop, my guest from May on is just going to be, yeah, a lot. So just uh, bear with me if I have to take breaks from this podcast and uh, I will keep recording as much as I possibly can. Today I'm discussing the emotional aspects of UC and specifically my most recent session with the trauma energy healer. So I've talked about her before. Yes, I have. And I'm going to talk about her again. So trauma energy healing combines talk therapy with energy healing from the healer's words and energy. So basically you're sitting there, you're talking, you're exchanging energy in that way. And she is giving you that healing energy through her words and through her vibes. So this was my second session with the trauma energy healer. In the first session, I talked about the sexual abuse I endured as a child with the trauma energy healer. And I discussed this on uh, this podcast, if you look back, and hopefully this healer will be coming on the podcast this year because I asked her, (laughs) I've now asked her twice, which she said yes twice. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many topics. I don't know where to fit her in. And she's amazing. So I'm going to make it a absolute priority. She comes on, I'm hoping late summer, early fall is my guess. And I talked to her about it and hopefully that is going to happen. And the best thing is she works virtually. She works online. So if you really love her and you want to work with her, then you can. If you're in Australia, if you're in Timbuktu, if you are in China or France or wherever you're listening, you can uh, definitely sign up with her as well. 
So I have been dealing with a lot of anger issues, especially from my past, from high school and college. And when I get angry or in a state of frustration, I constantly have dreams about college. It is so uncanny. It's it's bizarre because it my mind always goes back to those college years. And this has been going on or it had been going on for a few weeks. And at the beginning of all this, you know, frustration and anger and these dreams and everything, there was a little bit of blood in my stool and then it subsided and I started having diarrhea and acid reflux. And with the diarrhea, you would think that I would be used to it with UC, but I'm actually one of those UC people that doesn't have a lot of diarrhea. I've met people that have a lot, that don't have a lot with UC, but I really don't. So when I get UC, uh, when I get UC, when I get diarrhea, you know, there's something always wrong, obviously, hello, in the body, but there's something that I really have to look at and examine, which we'll discuss more later. I'm more prone to constipation. So the diarrhea thing's always interesting to me. I was also getting electric shocks in my stomach. My face looked terrible. It was super red, very blotchy. It usually doesn't look that way, especially even if I'm about to start my period or it's PMS, it still doesn't look that way. So I was taken by surprise by all that. I have the session with a trauma energy healer and I talked to her about all this. And when I was talking to her, I was very calm, exactly like I'm talking to you now and exactly like I was talking in the first session about the sexual abuse, just with no emotion, just kind of stating the facts. But then as I continued with our conversation, I started to get angrier and angrier and I discussed how alone and just depressed and sad I felt while I was in college in particular. When I went to college, I just, there were a couple things going on. I kind of had my head straight up my ass, so I didn't pick the right college for me. (laughs) So that's the first thing. But then it's funny because I did my master's degree at a big city university, which is what I wanted for my undergrad. And I didn't like that either. So I just don't think I like I don't know. I just don't like college institutions, I guess. I don't don't know what it is. So uh, yeah, that took me by surprise in my master's that I just didn't like that experience either. Just kind of not my thing. As I was discussing everything with her, I really talked about this one memory or series of memories that I always go back to about a roommate I had. And this roommate, we were super close, but you could only get so close to her because she was someone who, by the way, I talked about this on Two Inches Off the Ground on my um, Setting Work Boundaries episode. So if you heard this, just know that I'm going to quickly talk about it. So I had this roommate in college who you could only get so close to her because she was obsessed with her nuclear family. Like she was obsessed with her mom and her dad and her siblings and that's it. And if you didn't fall into line with that, she didn't care. So she was very good at keeping people at a distance. If you weren't blood, she just kind of, you know, if she was living, like I was living with her, then she would care. But on breaks or whatever, if I wasn't in her face every day, she could care less. And I stayed friends with this person for four years and it was just a letdown. The college experience in general for me was a letdown. And then, you know, because those of you listening outside the U.S., I know you see a lot of movies about 
college in the U.S. and it's so fun and it's so exciting and it's it's the dream. And for some people, it is. If you talk to my brother, he had a great college experience. So, you know, most people I would say it is. And then you get people like me where it's not so much, not at all what you see in the movies, but you know, between the sexual abuse and trying to deal with that and not telling anyone. And then on top of that, I'm extremely insecure and not confident. And I'm just, you know, I'm not that great of energy to be around. I just wasn't making friends and connecting with people the way I wanted to. And the people I connected with just weren't, they, they wouldn't give me that connection that I think I wanted. You know, I, I like to deeply connect with people. If you've written to me, if you're a listener who's written to me, then you know, I answer you back in detail. I don't just give it, oh, okay, thanks. See you later. It, it's not like that at all. I will completely answer you because I like to make sure I have a good relationship with people and feel connected and the whole thing. So anyway, with this roommate, uh, the senior year, our senior year, I thought was going to be amazing. I had come back from studying abroad and studying abroad was amazing. I signed this lease to this apartment and there was a third person who I did not know. It was her sorority sister. I was not in a sorority. It was her sorority sister. And the girl turned out to be an absolute psychotic nightmare. I mean, I have never met anyone like that ever to this day. Serious, problematic human being horrible. So that ended up horribly. And then on top of it, my roommate just obviously didn't want to deal with it. So she took like five jobs and was never around. So I felt really abandoned almost, even though, you know, looking back, obviously it's someone's right to take five jobs and not me around, but I felt very abandoned and left alone in that situation. And just that senior year, I just wasn't connecting with anyone. And it was just a really tough time. I could not wait to graduate college. I could not wait to get the hell out of there. I had wished I had planned in advance and graduated in three years right after my study abroad or done the summer courses and done all that, but I didn't. So I really felt like as I was looking back at college, I I had a lot of regrets and it would just bother me. And I think about it at night over and over and over. And it was like, how would I do the college experience differently? How would I do that differently? And then I would fall asleep and then it would filter into my dreams. So these dreams about college were nonstop. But then I'm before going to sleep, just mulling over it in my head. And it was interesting because the trauma energy healer said, yeah, that's a form of numbing out. Which I was shocked when she said that because with the sexual abuse, we had discussed how me just watching eight hours of Netflix a day and when I was in my mid-30s or something, or me constantly eating chocolate was my form of numbing out. And I thought I had stopped that, but <laughs> apparently I picked up a new form of numbing out. So yay. <laughs> so anyway, I was just having these obsessive compulsive thoughts at night these thoughts of oh my god if I could have gone to this college if I could have gone to that college no if I went back to my actual college and I did it this way and I did it that way and I got an apartment here and I made this friend and I did this and I dressed this way I mean it was crazy and I was doing this for two to three weeks and this is what drove me to the trauma energy healer because I'm like this is my my nighttime space this is my mental energy that I am wasting on this crap that happened years ago. 
that doesn't even matter now, but you'll find out it actually does really matter now. And why am I obsessing over it? Well, because it's a new form of (laughs) numbing out and it's a new form of not facing what is really going on. So then I talked to her about high school and how I felt I was just never listened to. For example, my parents just really were the type of parents, I mean, they had a lot of good points, but they were the type of parents because I had older parents at the time and they were of that generation where you live in my house by my rules and that's it. And there's no going around anything. So for example, every Sunday, 7.30 a.m., we had to be in church. Didn't matter if we were on vacation. Didn't matter if I came home late from a track meet. It just didn't matter. That was their rules. They were like, you can stop going to church when you don't live in this house anymore. (laughs) You pay your own bills. So those were pretty much the rules. And even though I tried to, I wouldn't say I tried to maturely talk to them about it, but I would fight against it a little bit and they just wouldn't listen to it. They didn't have the bandwidth to say, okay, let's discuss why you feel this way. They just didn't want to hear it. So on top of that, I had a coach in high school who was emotionally and verbally abusive to all of us. And I believe that she was probably sexually inappropriate to some of the girls because of some of the things I heard just weren't adding up. And now as an adult, I think something was going on behind the scenes that no one was talking about. I tried to tell my parents. They did not listen to me. They took the coach's side. And that's the way it was. No one would, I'd voice things and no one would listen to me. So why tell anyone about being sexually abused as a child? Because I wouldn't have been listened to. So um, that's a message I just kept receiving over and over and over. You're just, okay, you can vocalize as much as you want, but no one's going to listen to anything you have to say. I also had an incident going back to college where I had a coach in college who was, I would call physically abusive, maybe that's the best word, to some of my teammates to lose weight, uh, lock them in a bathroom, and put on the shower and the steam as high as he could, would make sure they wouldn't eat um, when we went out to eat during training, because we had to do training, spring break training. He would um, go out to every meal, so he makes sure that these poor girls wouldn't eat. And it was hell, you know, watching it and going through it. And I was going through it too. But yeah, it was it was really bad. I told my parents about that. And to this day, my dad still takes the side of the coach. Swear to God, not even kidding. To this day, after everything we learned, 2023, my dad still takes the side of this coach. So what is all this? And then, oh, I also want to add that With this disease, with UC, I've explained to my dad, you guys, I don't even know how many times, 52 times that I have UC, I can't eat crap, and he still doesn't get it. I was over there several days ago. Hey, let's order Chinese food. He still doesn't get it. On top of all that happening just internally and me talking about it to the trauma energy healer, I was telling her about... And by the way, this has to do with my episode from Two Inches Off the Ground on setting boundaries at work, that no one was responding to me work-wise. I would send out these emails and just no one would respond. And by the way, I've had a couple listeners 
<laughs> write to me and say, I hope you don't think it's me. I don't know. You guys are good. The listeners are good. It was a work situation where I was waiting for a timely response about something. It was not anything to do with the listeners. And that infuriated me more because I was already on level 10, right? With just being angry and a ball of anger and all of this coming up from my past. And then no one's responding to me at work. So I'm just like, ah. As I was letting out my anger, the trauma energy healer said she was really feeling me and feeling my vibes. And she was happy that I was letting it go. She said that the universe had purposely had these work situations just not respond and not work for me because the universe wanted me to realize that I had grown used to inconsiderate people in my childhood, including my parents, and also that I had no voice growing up between, as I said, the sexual abuse and the other instances where especially my parents didn't listen to me or took the other person's side. So I was basically taught that even if you speak up, <laughs> no one's going to listen, right? As the session continued, my stomach growled and I kept yawning. I do this when I'm around a highly metaphysical person and they are giving me healing energy and my body is in the process of letting go of something and healing. So if that happens, that's actually a really good thing. We also talked about the idea of the flare. She told me that sometimes when we have a trauma, we haven't addressed, we will bleed or our body will tell us physically that we must address it. Okay. I think we all know that. Us facing it is when the body starts to heal. So that means the bleeding or a constant runny nose or really terrible joint pain. She recommended to look at a flare differently that a flare is actually a sign of healing. The body is telling me that I'm not addressing an issue and then it forces me to address it, which makes sense, right? Because let's say I'm in a situation where I'm having problems with my spouse, but I'm not addressing it, or I'm having problems with a boss at work and I'm not addressing it. You know, I'm like, oh, everything's fine. I'll deal with it. I'm fine. I'm not stressed. And you're going to hear about that from me later a little bit then what happens is it just gathers and it gathers physically and it stores physically in our cells and our DNA, as I know you guys know, and then there's just nowhere for it to go because we're not facing the issue. And then all of a sudden our body just starts giving us signals of, hey, you need to start looking at certain things or else this is going to be a runaway train. This really aligns with German new medicine, but I want to save all the details for when our expert comes on to discuss everything. But basically German new medicine says the same thing. Don't look at the flare as negative. It's actually positive. It is us addressing the trauma and healing as we release it from our body and our cells. And of course, we need to address it with healthcare and medicine if it becomes too out of control, but just know that's what is actually happening. So with the healthcare and medicine part, don't do what I did and stay in bed for six weeks and try to, you know, just figure it out on your own. Even if I was in bed for those six weeks and I knew it was going on, you still have to address it with healthcare. I still had to see a doctor. I still had to get prednisone at that time. I still had to get dicycline to stop the colon spasm. So don't just sit there 
you need medical help if you need medical help. Just know why this is happening to your body. She also said that the anger isn't negative at all. And it's me working through my issues in a healthy way, even though it doesn't feel that way because in American society, we're not supposed to be angry, especially as women, we can't be angry, we can't show our emotion, we're supposed to be even keel all the time. The way to look at it or the way I feel is I'm not hurting myself or anyone else. It's okay to feel the anger. And I'm talking with a mental health professional. I'm not going it alone. You know, this isn't me muttering around the house, which I do too, but... (laughs) just trying to spin my wheels and figure it out by myself because you can't. I'm sorry, but you can't. It's like editing my book, right? I always need a different pair of eyes on the book. Me alone, I'm too close to it. And it's the same with mental health. It's the same with any type of trauma and emotional situation. So that is normal. Yeah, you're not hurting yourself if you're feeling the anger, but You have to also get a mental health professional involved so it doesn't turn into a hurtful situation. And I will say now that I have a different view of the anger and also of a flare, my college dreams have subsided. And I think that's why going back to the whole thing of not having a voice the whole thing of not being listened to, all of that, the frustration with the college is because the energy healer said to me that you became used to just having inconsiderate people in your life when you were a child. And that includes my parents. She straight up told me, you know what, your parents were extremely inconsiderate too. And I remember in the session, I said something like, my roommate was an inconsiderate bitch. And she she said, good. The, the healer said, good. I'm glad you got that out. And you said that because everything you're saying, she sounded like an inconsiderate bitch. And she said, I, I need you to realize that the way you were treated when you were a child was just in this whole flood of <laughs> inconsideration. And she said, it makes sense that that's what you kept going back to. And she said, you've gotten better with with your husband and with friends, but then it started to seep into your work life. So now you need to make sure you're addressing it in your work life as well. And that's one of the reasons why you started to obsess again and have these obsessive thoughts and have these dreams and everything was because that was bubbling up to the surface again. I just want to talk about a little story before I let you guys go. This Mercury in retrograde has been shit for almost everyone I know. (laughs) Last week, my perfectly healthy dog developed an allergy to hay that was so bad it turned toxic and I thought I was going to have to put him down. It was horrible. He is 10 years old. People think he's a puppy. He acts like a puppy. He's a huge character. He's hilarious. He's funny. And then to see on one of these Sunday nights to the point he can't get out of bed, he won't move. He won't go out of the dog door, which he loves to do. He won't eat. He won't drink. He's shaking. He's curled in some weird type of ball. I've never seen him curled into. His eyes look horrendous. He just looks so upset. And he has this horrible hacking cough to where I probably didn't get sleep for three nights because he was just hacking through the night. And I wasn't upset about that. I was I was so worried about him. I didn't even care that I wasn't getting sleep. 
Good news is he recovered and he's fine now. Uh, he got, <laughs> we've been to the vet now three times, four times, and uh, he's doing much better. But at the time, I was so stressed and I started to have diarrhea and acid reflux, which I still have some acid reflux. And I was eating healthy foods, but erratically, or I was hardly eating and I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't exercise for four days. I ate too much cheese one night. I'm doing gaps and you can eat brie on gaps and I just had too much of it. And I realized that it was the stress that's causing all of this. Normally, I'd blame the food, but it was the stress. And I know that sounds so hello, like how obvious is that Captain Obvious, right? But I think it's hard for a lot of us to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am stressed. I accept the fact right now that I am in an emotional shitstorm turmoil. I am looking in the mirror, for example, and saying, oh my gosh, I am having huge problems with my wife or my kids are becoming a huge problem or I have a problem at work with my boss where I am in absolute panicked fear to go to work, but I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm not stressed. And I think we do that to ourselves a lot because that's what society says we should do, that we should just keep tamping it down and tamping it down. And obviously what happens is the body gives us signals when we can't do that anymore, as I just discussed. So I wasn't in a flare, but digestively I wasn't good either. And yet I accepted it. I wasn't in that hypervigilant fear state of going into a flare like I normally do. Instead, I addressed the fact that, yes, look in the mirror, Jay, you are stressed. This dog shit is stressing you out way more than you're willing to admit. The dog's vomiting all over the house. I can't wash the blankets at one point. He finally gets better. And I'm trying to wash the blankets. The washing machine just dies, like literally dies. We're without a washing machine until uh, several days from now when it's being delivered, which I know is a white people problem or a whatever. So I understand first world problem, but it was just annoying that, you know, this dog is, <laughs> is vomiting all over and I can't, I can't wash anything, right? And then my husband was away for the entire thing on a business trip. I was doing everything alone and that was stressing me out and it was just all coming together and stressing me out. And I know there was one other thing that was happening, which for some reason I just can't remember right now, but it was just all together, just a ball in my stomach and a ball in my colon of just really, ugh, yeah. So for me to finally sit down and admit you are stressed, that really helped me. So I said to myself, okay, I'm stressed and that took a lot of pressure off. I'm also looking at bleeding differently. Now, if I start to bleed rectally, I ask myself, what issue am I not addressing? It's healthier mentally for me, but of course you need to get medical attention too. This is not something where you say, okay, let me look at this issue. What am I not addressing? You address it and it still doesn't go away. Then you really need to get medical help right? If, if you've never bled in your entire life and you're starting to bleed, you need to get medical help, okay? So if you're feeling this way, if you're having any symptoms where you've tried a lot of things, you can't figure it out, I want you to just ask yourself, what am I not addressing in my life? And see if anything comes up. And I want 
you to understand that sometimes when you do this, it may not be an instant response. It may be something that comes up a week later. It may come up in your dreams. It may come up while you're journaling. It may come up in the shower. So just be open to all that and see what happens and try to lose the fear part because that has helped me so much. Next week, my natural doctor, Jessica Johnson, is coming on and gives us so much insanely invaluable information. You have to listen. I think last week with Dr. Peg and Sirs, if you haven't listened to that, you really should because that was an amazing episode. And this one with Jessica Johnson is so good. And surprise, she's an expert in ozone therapy, which I didn't know. I've been to her office two, three times, did not know that. I did her ozone sauna yesterday, and the next step is ozone up the butt. Yay! And I will discuss my results with both ozone sauna therapy and rectal ozone therapy in a later episode. I also want to discuss the ways in which you can support this podcast. First way is rate and review wherever you listen, five stars only. You guys have been really showing up for me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so thank you. You can also donate. I will give you my donation link in the show notes. And that has been so helpful with the donations. You can donate via, let's see, I have Apple Pay, PayPal, credit card, and Venmo. So all the ways you can donate. And then I also have my UC book and my two meditations. So whatever you choose, or if you choose all of it, then please support this podcast. Everything will be in the show notes. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know, it slides right out of your body. It's the perfect color and it's solidly formed. There's no blood. And you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and you go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish all of you a green heart day.